The Ryback Show starts now. Welcome to the Ryback Show Sunday Live, presented by Feed Me More Nutrition. I am the Big Guy Ryback. Thank you for joining me. Streaming on Instagram and TikTok, the Big Guy Ryback 22 as well. Going to hit 1.5 million possibly on this broadcast on TikTok, becoming uh, tied for the second most followed. We're actually technically still a little bit behind Lana. Uh, but we, Lana is the next one we uh, hopefully will surpass to become the official number two most followed pro wrestler on TikTok behind only Dwayne Johnson, otherwise known as The Rock, uh, which there is a pretty big gap on that. But for 2021 months, not too shabby. I'll take it being off TV as well. The uh, As always, guys, this podcast, this show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, premium supplements. Sweetened with stevia and monk fruit, no artificial sweeteners or colors, vegan-friendly for men and women, available on Amazon and FeedMeMore.com. Save 20% on FeedMeMore.com with discount code RYBACKSHOW20, RYBACKSHOW20, for all of your supplement needs. Supplements that work. Hashtag hungry. Welcome to the show. Super Chats are always encouraged to make the show as much money as humanly possible. Anyways, what's going on, guys? We got Instagram and TikTok here as well. And uh, I appreciate everyone that likes the funny stuff on Instagram and uh, all the other social media. Uh, let me go ahead and shell shock someone right out of the bat so we can. We always ask to keep the comments uh, without spamming, if possible, to try to. This is a fan-friendly, interactive show. Uh, but we do deliver meat hooks and shell shocks beyond meat hooks and shell shocks uh, to those in need. The uh, The funny stuff, though, I like to post because laughter has always helped me uh, with everything that I go through and, and with the with the shoulder and back and getting my health and dealing with all the, the, the WWE drama and BS with the social media channels. Um, and I've learned to just be yourself 100%, be transparent. Um, and those that like you actually like you for being you. And those that don't like you can at least like you not like you for being you rather than being fake. And then people like you for not being you. And then people hate you for not being you. I've just simply chosen the lesser of two evils and what is easiest. What do we got going on? We have any good questions today? I did not watch SummerSlam. I saw a few clips. Uh, it looked like they had a, a hell of a turnout at Allegiant Stadium, and Allegiant Stadium is a, uh, a beautiful stadium with that, and uh, I believe they're going to be returning for Money in the Bank. Uh, I think I saw on that in the summer, which is going to be the first time that event has been ever, ever been held uh, in a NFL stadium. So uh, I'm sure they'll do good. Vegas is turning into one of the big, big cities now, um, and I, I'm sure they're going to be doing a lot more just with the tourists in town, uh, I think those events, I think WWE could run at that NFL stadium, obviously not, for, I don't know if you would ever want a chance, unless it was a huge, like TV raw or SmackDown that was hyped well, well, well ahead of time for a special occasion. But I think they could get away running, uh, a, a non big four pay-per-view there. 
What do we got going on? Let me see if we got any good uh, comments here today. I've had a great day myself of uh, training and uh, four rounds on the assault bike or assault runner. Sorry, um, the Tabata, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. And then I did 45 on the elliptical. There's four rounds of eight sets each round um, and uh, pushed it really, really good. Uh, feeling very good. And uh, a lot of scar tissue breakup today. Uh, I've I've done this the last few weeks. I've given myself one extra day off a week of weights, um, and it's not hurt me at all. It's helped me uh, because my shoulder, when I'm able to give it consecutive days off of weights, that it that the tissue is not as inflamed because obviously weight training and working around you know trying to get the remaining scar tissue has. Uh, when you train in, in doing what I'm doing, even doing like the rehab stuff and all that, it's it, that tissue. You want it to be as relaxed as possible. And that softball is able to, I've, I've been able to break up in my rear deltoid uh, tissue that I told you guys, it was not breaking up for years. And it is, that was been, that's been the main culprit now that we think is causing any other movement I'm getting. And it, I've broken up the last few days. I think, I think there's just a little bit left. And uh, I could be wrong. There could be a little more deep in there. But I've, I've gone through that with the softball pretty thoroughly. I actually just did another sweep and got more that I didn't think I was going to get in a certain area. But I found I got to, like, you got to hit this thing from different angles and different movements. And it, it's like a Rubik's Cube of the shoulder. And I have it mastered almost. So uh, been a good day with all of that. A bunch of Feed Me More Nutrition stuff in the morning. I treat every day the same as far as, Weekends, not weekend. Every day is just every day. I'm grateful. I the routine is pretty consistent on on the things that I do, and um, and then when I get the majority of my stuff done, and I know I can knock out at least around an hour recording and hop on here with you guys, I uh, I do that. But we had a good interview actually this morning as well. I did a a, a vegan show. I'm going to be doing a lot more vegan interviews probably here. Um, this was the first one for uh, David Rams YouTube channel. If you David. Uh, R-A-M-M-S, I believe, is the correct spelling on his channel. That interview is up there, and we're going to be putting the interview up on my channel. I probably I should got to send him my email so he could uh, send me the, the video, and I will be uploading that onto the channel, the full interview as well on that. A lot of good stuff. He was uh, a lot of fun, a lot of great questions, and uh, I think it's a lot of good information for people interested uh, in the in the vegan plant-based diet and um just a really good, fun conversation. Super chats are coming in. Jabroni for life. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, do you think WWE brought back Lesnar and Lynch this weekend to water down CM Punk's AEW debut? I have no idea. I think they would have. I don't think they would have made a last minute decision on that. But you never know. But if, even if they did, who cares? That's that's what business is. That's what you do. So, and then you guys are always going to come up with stuff, you know, like that, just the wording of your question. Like, I'm, I'm just telling you straight up, I don't like it because I think it just has a negative nature to it in general. Like, do I think they did that to water down CM Punk's debut? Who knows and who cares on that end? They brought them back for a big show who was that was at an NFL stadium that I'm sure they've had planned for, for some time. Now, 
is it possible that knowing that that Punk was going to debut in Chicago, they, that it's possible, but it, it, it's not, you know, those people are, returns happen, you know, that, that's excitement. That's what's missing from pro wrestling. And we want that with both organizations as much as possible. You want the element of surprise and shock. And as far as, and I say, in shock, you got to be careful with, but the element of surprise of who's going to show up when and where in the right story in the right situation is what makes pro wrestling, pro wrestling better than anything. So I'm happy for the people coming back. And I don't know the, the, the inner workings of that, but I would imagine for a show like SummerSlam, which is notoriously their second biggest show of the year, that those, those were probably planned out for some time. My opinion. We've got another super chat. Lucas Berg, thank you very much. If you could wrestle any wrestler, past or present, who would it be and why? Yeah, so people ask me this all the time. And, and we've have answered it, I don't know how many times. And it, it, I've probably given different answers at different points. Uh, it's like, I I like, you know, from from when I came up and got to train a little bit with Chris Benoit, um, I, I, I would have liked uh, and still would like to, to wrestle Edge, uh, Christian. Is another one um, because those guys have worked with past legends and got very very good brains um, as far as how they had put together matches or or work matches uh, and I've always learned a lot working with guys that have worked from those guys of the past and there's very few of them left in wrestling. Punk was one, Cena was another, Jericho was another, um, and after that there there were there wasn't I can't really think of anyone else. Uh, off the top of my head that was active while I was in WWE other than Taker being there a little bit, which, and obviously Taker was another one that would have been nice. Uh, but I look at like guys like Ben Juan, Eddie Guerrero, I would have loved uh, to wrestle them uh, and, and, and would have been just fantastic experiences on that. I, I wouldn't, if you ask me that question though, I'm going to tell you people of the past almost, almost all the time over today's wrestlers because today's wrestlers never got to wrestle those guys. And I, I've got the experience of wrestling a few of them, but not as many as I, as I would have liked. And there's not a lot of guys left today that that's why it's such a valuable thing with edge coming back and Christian going to AEW and things of that nature, because that, that knowledge is passed down to a degree. Um, and, and that's, that's the magical part of the business that allows pro wrestling uh, to continue to work because a lot of, you know, like a lot of guys are talented in the sense that they're talented that they've learned moves. That's, and I say this in, in, in nicely learning moves is the easiest part of pro wrestling. Now, some of the dives and the different acrobatics that are involved, not everyone is, is going to do that or will learn to do that or could do that as good as a, as a smaller guy necessarily, or would they want to do that and wrestle that style? So there's certain skills in the acrobatic sense of a style, but learning moves in general are the easiest part of the business. The psychology and the aspect of when and why and create, creating the right emotion at the right time is something that that is learned and felt through working for, from people that have that experience. And that is uh, something that is few and far between in pro wrestling today. So that would be my answer. 
Jasmine, so again, if I were never interested in wrestling, what would you be doing right now? So I would be probably doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Because if I was never interested in wrestling, I would have finished my degree in kinesiological science and, and fitness management uh, and probably continued down the path. Uh, and I probably would have gotten into social media actually much sooner than I ever did because I would have learned it through my learnings of business uh, and growing. I think I would be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. But I think it, maybe instead of ever be, of being a pro wrestler, I would have uh, been doing something more on the fitness side of things. And, and whether that would be, you know, running a gym or powerlifting, or I don't think I would ever have gone into bodybuilding because of the steroids. But I think with powerlifting and doing competitions that were drug tested and things of that nature, that had I just started at that at 22 after getting my degree, I think I would have probably continued down that path. But there's no way to know for sure because I always wanted to be a wrestler. So it's a very tough question. Um, also played baseball, was very, very good at baseball and football, but I always wanted to be a wrestler. So again, very possible that I continued on with baseball as that was something I had a lot of success in, especially in throughout my life that, that wanting to be a pro wrestler influenced me leaving that. So I think there, there's multiple avenues on that. I think no matter what though, success would have been found regardless, in my opinion. You're pretty smart for a wrestler, by the way. Thank you. But I think that sometimes is often, I, I was talking about that on the interview today. I, 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 It's odd to me, but I think it had something based off of the past that people, again, I think uh, the inability of fans and the fans lacking intelligence to the degree of understanding that pro wrestlers are physical actors and playing a role. So if somebody's playing a role and they come across as maybe not as intelligent or whatever you want to think based off of their character, that's an inability of the fans and a, and, and a reflection of their low intelligence over the wrestler being smart for a wrestler because wrestlers are people who applied themselves at something they wanted to do and, and, and reach the highest level. So and that takes a certain mindset with that in life. With that, and but there's oftentimes the the characters that people play. Yes, there's similarities at times between the characters they play, which is the another reason why, and which is why I believe the Ryback character and me have worked so well. Is the hungry feed me more mindset it was something I created when I was out of wrestling, and it was an extension and I turned it up for pro wrestling, which is why it works, and which is why I continue to do it with my branding because it's me on that. Whereas other times, though, but people play characters and that doesn't, because they're a wrestler, that doesn't mean that they're incapable of reading and learning and being good at other things. And so, like, I, I really believe that that is more of a reflection of the fans than the wrestlers. But there's always stereotypes and stigmas. Jake Truman, much love, man. You deserve the best. Thank you very much, Jake. Always good to see you. I hope you've had a good weekend, my man, and always appreciate you popping in here. Uh, I'm unaware of any power struggle between 
Triple H and Kevin Dunn in NXT literally have not heard anything about a power struggle, so I can't uh, comment. I'm going to pull this up. Sam Irwin says, I just farted. Congratulations, Sam. I hope you got it all out of you. Chubby says, I think you're going to get an amazing mega pop when you return. Uh, thank you. And I think if the situation and uh, the story is right, uh, and there's multiple ideas that I have in scenarios, uh, and I would, I would, I would definitely like for that to be the case. Uh, you know, I think even if, you know, say for whatever, there was never any issue with me in WWE and I returned, if it was instead of Brock, I feel if that was me that returned at the end of the night, I think that the pop is, is much louder than Brock, especially in my hometown. And, uh, I think enough people know the story and know what's going on outside of the social media being suppressed and things. And I could tell based off the comments I get, especially like YouTube and TikTok on the the feeling, the general consensus, I do believe that it will be a nice return when, when, if that is available at some point in time, which I believe it will. But, and I thought Brock had a, had a great reaction uh, in that, but, I just know based off all my past reaction to what I've always been uh, fortunate enough to get that when that Feed Me More music hits uh, at the right time, uh, we've, we've had buildings shaking. So, and not my hometown. So I think it's definitely possible again, being gone too. But again, it depends on the situation and the story and, uh, and what we're doing. But I would like to, to believe that to be 100% true. But hey, if it hits and you get booed, you just run with it. Take the energy as long as it's one reaction or another. Thank you very much. Uh, Saverick says, big guy is awesome. Thank you, Ryback, for everything you're doing to promote your products. And I love your vegan food shows. Thank you very much. We got a new feeding time drop in tomorrow at 9 a.m. here on YouTube. That video will be uploaded shortly. And uh, what was that video that we did? It was uh, I got to look. I can't even remember the video. Oh, it was two Qdoba Beyond Meat uh, burritos from Qdoba here in Las Vegas. So that will be going up tomorrow uh, on the channel. The modern vegan cowboy burger is really good. I agree. They uh, every burger from Modern Vegan is absolutely fantastic. They have the I would say they have the most diverse menu uh, of all the vegan restaurants in Vegas, and I've never had one bad thing from there. I know Gia, the owner, and uh, it's not it's right off the strip. I highly recommend it to anyone, vegan or not, to go pop in there and have a meal when you're in Vegas. <clears throat> what else do we got going on? Uh, good question. Besides talent, what is AEW doing that TNA Impact couldn't do back in 2002 to be successful? Both companies were backed by billionaires, uh, and TNA had Panda Energy. 
Um, I obviously had no, no, wasn't around for any of that. I couldn't tell you um, what the backstage dealings were. Uh, but I think the difference between, I think timing is a very big thing, obviously. And I think the story of, of AEW and starting a brand new promotion fresh where TNA had been around <clears throat> already for some time and never had taken off yet to a super high degree, I think having the wrestlers that they have in place that they knew, AEW knew that they would have a certain market. And based off different business books, I think they focused really hard early on on that market to ensure a certain portion of that hardcore fan base uh, uh, was going to follow them on this journey. And along the way, and then they had they got the right pieces to start. And having, having Cody in there and bringing Kenny and the Young Bucks over and then bringing Jericho and Moxley <clears throat> and then eventually getting Brody Lee down the line. I thought they just have done a good job of adding the pieces in. And then some of the guys that were used early on have been kind of, they're not on TV as much, but they have the other shows and they're still being used for the majority of it. And they they're building up a roster uh, in that is helping the overall brand grow uh, before people's eyes. Um, and I'd heard, and I don't know, I believe if I'm, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'd heard, and I don't know how true this is that they lost a portion with a hundred million or something the first year. I don't know how accurate that is. Or, and I saw something that disco had posted. Um, and it, I think maybe that if, if that is true, it was because of the video game or there were certain expenses, but there's always starting a wrestling company is beyond expensive. And there's a lot of expenses, especially when you're signing up a lot of new talent too. And that, and I don't know what their overall merchandise, they do have the action figures and they got the video game coming and they got the t-shirts. So they definitely have merchandise in place on that. But, but, but WWE has a very well-oiled system in place worldwide that AEW will eventually have, if not already started, like uh, they will continue to grow. Um, I just think they have their finger on the pulse a little more of, of, and not to say there's been things and we all have seen and, and that's pro wrestling in general. You're always, it's, it's never, there's always going to be things that hit and things that miss, but I think they're hitting on the right things enough um, and, and they're keeping, they're keeping people's attention and they're finding a way to, to get some buzz consistently. Uh, and also they just, they're like this element of surprises and bringing people, uh, and, and again, I'm going to say to Cody, and I know this from when we lived together and used to hang out and just talk about pro wrestling, we would, we would literally talk creative all the time the group of us that that would hang out and cody definitely has been giving the, been given the gift of creative uh and understands he's, he grew up around the business so in with in having the son of dusty and all that experience and having dustin and gold dust there that's another big name and behind the scenes too that with the great psychology that's helping the young people with that to, to, to put his name in there because it, 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 it's a huge one. 
I just think they've got the right people uh, and understand the business enough. And they've got a diverse group. And like and Cody's talked about it, that they recognize they want a buffet of assortment for the for the fans. And that is the best thing you could do because wrestling, when it was at its peak, numbers-wise, had a wide assortment. Uh, and I think even with WWE, I think they went a little too heavy on just kind of on that that indie style for a bit. Uh, even though the guy, there were many guys in WWE, but like NXT and stuff. And I think they like they're like, okay, you got to have a balance of stuff, and you've got to have psychology in place for this stuff still. Um, and I think we're going to see more casuals coming back um, over the next several years. I, I really believe that. I don't know if numbers will ever get to as high as they used to because viewing habits are much different. They don't need to be as high as they used to, though, as long as they're just they're better in the social media aspect and revenue is very strong. Uh, and, and you're creating compelling storylines over time. Uh, and with talent, with social media, if talent can ex- grasp how important social media is in growing their individual brands while they're on TV or while they're away from TV, it will greatly help put more eyes on the wrestling product, I believe. And it's something that I, and I, I hope more talent really, really go all in. And I, I, they should all have YouTube channels if they want to really maximize their value and their brands and opportunities long after pro wrestling. But I just think they've got a good group in place. And I'll say with, with TNA, I think there's a difference of signing guys that were past their prime and not saying that all of them, but they all made a lot of money and were older than the current crop of AEW talent for the most part. Right. So I think that is something that is very important. Uh, and you're not just signing names to sign a name. You're signing names that can really, really be useful to your brand and product and help elevate the talent that you want with the Hogan dust. That is just the name of that TV star being passed on to other people to make them more of a star. Does that make sense? And that's why like Punk and and Darby Allen, Darby doesn't need to win this. Darby's, if they do a great storyline with all of this and uh, and, and and then go out there and able to do what they can do, Darby doesn't need to win the match with CM Punk. Darby will be a bigger star for being in the ring with CM Punk and competing against him if they do it really, really well, which I have no doubt that they won't with that. So and then and then Darby now is is sitting at a higher level than people Darby works with over time. And the longer Darby's on TV, he becomes a bigger and bigger star. And and that's like and you have guys bringing Miro in, and you this you see what I'm saying? It just starts raising. They're just going to keep going up from this point forward because they're going to get more names, and it's going and they're going to keep elevating. They're they're smart enough to recognize. Let's not cut the legs off of guys that are getting over. Let's just let guys get over. And when there's a necessity for that, magic happens because you allow guys to go out there and get over. So that's that. That's my opinion on it, and not knowing anything about Impact, and but Impact's ratings were much better during that period than today's ratings, I believe, or 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 close to them, right? But viewing habits have changed a little bit, even though the big shows on TV and stuff are much bigger and sporting events, but. You know, having all the pro, there's a lot more pro wrestling options today too 
than there ever were back when before W when it was WCW and, and WWE. There people didn't really maybe a minority with the internet were able to see a few things, but there weren't a lot of options to distract you away from those two promotions. Whereas now, every independent promotion can have their YouTube. All the different you got New Japan, Ring of Honor, you know, in, in, in Impact Wrestling, you know, I would say being the third one, and all these other promotions that are running and, and have events for their fans. There's there's a lot more different ways people can look other than the, the big two, essentially. Thank you, thank you. Welcome, you guys. I am uh, I am streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and Periscope, uh, Twitter, and then I stream on Instagram and uh, TikTok live, and I'll occasionally answer some questions on your guys's on the platforms as well. Uh, the last dream match WWE has, aside from Roman Reigns and The Rock, honestly, is Ryback versus Goldberg. Those two matches on the same card as money. Would you come back to WWE for that match? I don't think, I think after I win the Ryback trademark, I think I'll be much more open to, to, to big time discussions. And I should be having that trademark in January or February. That will finally be complete. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot um, that I need, I need to know beforehand. And I'm going to probably, I mean, I, no doubt I'm going to need in writing. I don't think though that, that I ever have anything to do with them ever again. Uh, because of trust and in the past, but if for whatever reason they they righted the wrongs of the past, um, and and we were able to to work everything out, I think that match is a match that definitely you know I think Ryback versus Goldberg in his retirement match is the uh, would be would be a big time matchup, and with something else on the line or whatever it is, I think he has two matches left on that, and uh, I think the story writes itself with that but uh, and I've said it before I would have the best match with Goldberg that anyone ever had with him because I know how to I know how to do it uh and I'm a lot more talented than some people want to believe uh, that and uh I know how to work around people's strengths and weaknesses uh and go out there and I have a lot of confidence in my ability and I think that we would be able to definitely uh have magic out there especially with all the energy and the intensity with that but I don't know. It's it's one of those things that you know is most likely never going to happen. Wade Barrett was a megastar, my man. Wade Barrett was a megastar, and if he ever chooses to wrestle again, he will be again. You got to look at he was a physical actor that played every role to perfection. What else do we got going on? Guys, health, fitness, nutrition, supplementation, motivation, hungry mindset. What do we got going on? Trying to see if we got any other good questions.
if you came back and totally decimated the McMahons, that storyline would be amazing. Oh, sorry, Fabrice, I didn't see the super chat here. It didn't pop up on my screen. Uh, thanks for answering my questions, Ryback. You're very welcome, Fabrice, and thank you for the super chat. Greatly appreciated. Coffee money for the big guy. Uh, is Brock Lesnar pound for pound the most powerful wrestler WWE has ever had? I don't know. I don't know who the pound for pound uh, most powerful wrestler is in WWE. I don't. I don't. I don't know. And a lot of guys that are strong at different lifts and different things. And there's I, I, there's just guys that are strong and explosive and guys that are, I don't know. I, I think Brock is in that conversation, though, for sure. Uh, what is a good workout for the arm? So the triceps make up two-thirds of the arm. Uh, and learning to focus uh, and obviously building your biceps uh, is very important. Uh, but it's through a combination of exercises and, but really, really focusing on the triceps, uh, is the number one way to grow your arms the quickest. And again, uh, I'm big on, on always doing, a, a, an assortment of exercises and we have our Pinterest Rybacks feed me more nutrition. We have a lot of good bicep and tricep exercises on that, uh, on Pinterest, as well as there's a lot of great information overall on Pinterest on exercise, exercise selection. And I suggest picking, you know, three or four movements for the biceps and three and four movements uh, for the triceps uh, for overall arm development and, and, and going to town, whether that's, you know, I try, I train my arms hard uh, once a week, and then I do a smaller workout during the week with another body part, like four to five sets on like chest day, like tomorrow will be my chest day. And I'll do four or five sets of biceps and triceps after chest. Um, and, and really, really, I don't go as hard on them as I do on my arm day. Uh, but I like to go give those stimulation twice a week. Damian Sandow was absolutely uh, phenomenal uh, uh, in the roles that he played in WWE. Uh, pretend you had to lead a faction. What three wrestlers from any promotion you'd want in it? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know. Uh, Alan says, interesting to hear recently, Triple H said Zack Ryder uh, was a mark for himself and would have gotten his ass kicked in the locker room in his era. I, I've not heard that, so I don't know how true that is. But I like Zack a lot. Zach has always been able uh, to get himself over uh, despite, you know, booking, taking uh, opportunities away, which obviously if that is true, that would make sense. Um, I don't know what, what uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. If that is true with Hunter saying that, um, but I, it's never a good idea to be in a position of power and be a business uh, and let your personal opinion of what a person out and interfere in making money. Um, that is not a good trait to have if, if that's something he did. And I don't know, you know, I think a lot of guys in that era, in all fairness, would get their asses kicked by today's guys. And I think that's a lot of those guys were pillheads and alcoholics, and uh, they'd go down pretty quickly, in my opinion, because they, and they, they were not as skilled as today's wrestlers 
uh, in certain things and fighting as well. A lot of guys today take a lot of classes and do a lot of things. And guys back then, that stuff wasn't around like it is now. So, you know, and also that era was filled with a lot of guys that were on steroids, uh, where today's guys have learned to, to look good without them. And, you know, I think if you take a lot of those guys in that era and put them in today's era, they wouldn't get over nowhere near uh, like they did in the past without the drugs, which today's guys have learned how to do. And that's my honest opinion on it. But I don't know anything if Hunter had made those comments to Zach. I like Zach a lot, and I hope Zach ends up in AEW where he belongs. Wild guy, Rocky, you're very welcome. I just try to do my best, live my best life, and uh, be honest and as transparent as possible. Brodus Clay was always, me and Brodus have always gotten along very well. Uh, I like Brodus a lot, Tyrus, and um, Big George. He, uh, you know, he he's older, too, than a lot of us from my generation, um, and he's a big, big man. And, uh, and that schedule is very demanding. And, and I know he was in a lot of pain at different times. And, um, he was, he was, I thought he, he was, uh, took Brodus Clay and absolutely made that as, as, as good as it could possibly be. Uh, and he was very over with that character. And I think if booking would have just protected him a little better, he never had to be world champion with that character. Um, but I thought he was a mate could have been, uh, for a much longer period of time, uh, a, a very recognizable face that made the company a lot of money. I like him a lot. He's very intelligent as well, which often can work against you in pro wrestling. Thank you very nice. Very nice. Very nice. 69 uh, Camaro on the David Rams channel. Good job. Thank you very much. Very fun interview. I really, really enjoyed that. Looking forward to starting to do some interviews here too. I I did watch the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight and I enjoyed it as well. And I thought it was a great uh, uh, David and Goliath um, night, night of action. And uh, I'm very happy. I hope they, they I know they made a lot of money. Uh, and it was, you know, Floyd's retired and went out there and took a chance with all that, fighting a much, much larger opponent. But I tell you, you guys, people, and some people want to, you know, crap all over the Paul brothers. Those guys were successful before they got into to the boxing. And they've worked very hard. And, and those guys, and when you work hard, and at whatever you do, you always have to give yourself an opportunity. And I'll tell you the thing I like most about them is they take chances. They take chances. And they're not afraid of failure. And that's why a lot of people hate them because a lot of people are afraid of failure. And they hate it when other people have courage and take chances at greatness. And that's where you see a, you know, a lot of the hate and negativity come towards them. Those guys are very in tune uh, with themselves. Uh, and, and I bet you... And, and meeting them, and, and I've never got to meet them, but I bet you they're pretty cool dudes behind the scenes and very laid back. They just work really, really hard, and they know how to work social media very well. You love when I say the big guy? The big guy. 
Let's see. Uh, good question here. What's the biggest overhead for running a wrestling promotion? Is it paying the talent? If so, how does AEW become profitable? Uh, do they need a, a certain rating consistently? Um, no, no, the rating, you know, uh, as far as and, and the rating, I don't know if that gets figured in beforehand on negotiating the TV deals. Eric Bischoff would probably be a, the right person to, to have insight on that. Um, if that rate is negotiated before the TV deal or as the ratings, if they're able with higher ratings to negotiate higher ad revenue or the channel does that, they're paid by the TV deals. So maybe the channels is collecting that. So it might be even not even be figured in. I don't, I'm not familiar with that. So I'm not the right one to ask, but you know, if they're getting paid, whatever their TV deal is. So take out the ad revenue they're they're making, you have talent expenses and crew, you know, when you're traveling and you got to pay uh, arena workers and, and arena fees and there's, there's a lot that goes into running a, a weekly show and, you know, you do the breakdown of, and you could break it down quarter, weekly, monthly, quarterly, but you, you take all the talent contracts and you, and they got all those numbers figured out on their end that, you know, what are they paying out weekly? Uh, and, and they're able to look at this stuff on their, on their balance sheets and profit and loss sheets and everything and see what are they bringing in on action figures and t-shirts and for each specific talent and what they will do as time goes on, they will see the talents that are making them money and the talents that aren't making them as much money. And then, you know, I'm sure they will, there will come a point where talent will have to be let go to make room for better talent that could generate better revenue and and but they may have a better system than than wwe does it not just cutting guys especially guys that are bringing in major revenue uh like bray and braun over time uh which is again don't understand those those at all but again something else could have been going on uh but i mean they they just but they generally know just their total cost of everything and then i mean you're dealing with you know the equipment and and just canvases and aprons and backstage catering and they have expenses for everything all the time and then they, they get a routine you get a thing in place and then you see what you're bringing in over whether it's like i said weekly monthly quarterly uh and looking at those and, and seeing how the numbers pay off but you know they, they have when you're starting up a wrestling promotion the the overhead costs, the, the beginning costs are always going to be higher than typically what you're going to be bringing in right away. Even though, you know, like with the TV deal and stuff, especially if the, when you start signing bigger names, um, it, it, it takes a bit for that merchandise and everything to start coming in and adding into the total numbers, right, with that. So, but, you know, like, again, doing a video game, and I don't know what the, the deal is on, on exact cost on doing a video game, but it's something that is extremely beneficial to them as a brand to get that done. You know, and that's something that, you know, talked about earlier with the question with impact wrestling. And though I think the fact that AEW recognizes and they have the guys there, like we, I grew up from that era with that Nintendo 64 WWE NWO revenge, no mercy uh, WWE WrestleMania, those, those really cool N64 games, which is the model that they're going to be using for their game that there is that there's been major disappointment overall in, and I believe the video game world that since that genre of video games, WWE got away from that model 
And I can tell you just I, that was I played those games all the time growing up. I never played a wrestling game after that ever again. Those games, guys would get together with their friends. We'd have big tournaments. And I think they realized the potential of recapturing that excitement. Uh, and it's worth the investment and the over the upfront cost to get that game going because it's going to it's going to put them ahead, I believe, in the very near future. Once that gets established, if they get that game and they nail that game. Every wrestler, I want to be in that game if they if they get that right. So the uh, but there's a lot of cost, a lot of cost and, and even much more than what I, I'm able to give you. And only they would be able to get that, you know. Uh, am I excited that the Raiders are in Vegas and are you going to go to any games? No, uh, I'm not excited they're in Vegas. And I'm, I'm actually the, I hope people boycott the Raiders in this upcoming season because they have put into effect a mandatory vaccine to attend their games. They are not accepting negative COVID tests. And they are, if you want to go to the Raiders games and you're not vaccinated, they vaccinate you in the parking lot and tell you to wear a mask for the game, even though you could take it off to eat and drink during the game. But the fact that they're not even allowing a negative COVID test to let people into the game, I hope Las Vegas boycotts them and that they lose a lot of money this year because those mandatory vaccine things, what they're doing, they're getting paid to do that. And they're going to try to implement this. They're trying to condition people and they're doing it with workplace stuff where they're softening the blow before they try to say, oh, we're going to make this a mandatory thing for everything. And that's when the real war is going to begin because there's too many people that won't go for that. But they're trying to put it, what we need to do as, as free citizens of the United States of America is not attend the places that do that and hit them where it hurts in their pocketbook. And then they're going to change their policies. I promise you. And so it's very important if you're a Raiders fan or not, do not attend their games, watch it on TV this year and hit them where it hurts. Because if not, we are supporting what they are trying to implement. And just see what's going on in Australia and around the world. And that's going to be next. They're going to try to do it here, I promise you. So we have to be very aware that even though you might think it's, oh, I just want to go to the game and drink my beer and relax all day. I don't care. I'm going to get this. There's much more things at stake than that. And they're part of the problem. So they can go back to California for all I concern. They sold out. Just like Arnold sold out. And there's a lot of other people that have sold out during this. Umer, great question. Yeah, taking kids away from their parents in Australia, it, it's absolutely horrendous what is going on there. And I've told you guys before, and this is, and we need to remember this here, the war is not people versus people. The war, if anything, at any point ever breaks down, media, destroy media buildings, and government. Those are the two things we go after. I promise you. It's not kill people. You kill those two institutions because they're the ones that are causing all the problems. I promise you, though, the moment they are threatened, and they will be, they will back down because we greatly outnumber them. But that is why they try to go people versus people and that they're the saviors. They are not. They are the problem. I assure you of that. And, and, and the system that we have, as far as is, is it, it's not, this is the best we've had system-wise. And capitalism is great. It's capitalism for bad that has ruined this country and ruining a lot of things. We need capitalism for good of, of business and everyone winning and helping people and truly benefiting their lives and not sacrificing the health 
of humans or anything else in that process, which we have allowed for far too long. And we've allowed corrupted people to get into positions of power and they have broken the system. But the system itself is not broken. It's broken people. And that is why I say media and anybody that works for them and distributes that cause for those people. So never forget that. If anything, for whatever reason, and Australia is going through this right now, and it's going to, it's, they've taken away their guns and they've done a lot of things. And and no steps, I believe, are not far away from here unless we truly hold our ground. Media, politicians, those are the two. And that is why they are paying celebrities who have influence over people to try to get people to start hating people. Because if people are busy hating people, they can't hate the real cause of the problem. So just be aware of that. Thank you for watching, buddy, but you've just been shell-shocked out of here. But I, I truly do feel for the people that have children. Uh, and it is, I, 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 it's, what a, what a period this is. Uh, in a lot of different ways. Nick says, Ryback, the things you are saying right now are 100% true. I love how smart you are and are true, truly woke. Thank you very much, Nick. I've I've read and listened to a lot of audiobooks, and I'm not I'm not the most well versed in politics uh, because I've never truly been interested because I see the people that are involved in it. Um, but I mean, we live in a world where there's been suffering from the very beginning, and there's been wars, and 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 it, there's been a lot of bad, uh, and there's a lot of evil on this planet, unfortunately. Um, and I've talked about this. And, and people like Dr. Martin Luther King, where they have said, you know, darkness can't drive out darkness. Only love can do that. And or only light can do that. And hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. And that's correct to a degree. Um, but is it is incorrect when you are in your house. And I like to give this comparison to people. And you're sitting in the kitchen and your family is sitting in the living room. And you got a gun right next to you in the, in the kitchen. And, uh, uh. A guy breaks into your house um, and is going to kill your family right in front of you unless you stop it. He's already made up his mind. He's he's completely poisoned. He's, he's evil, pure evil. Do you think love and light is going to stop that man from killing your family? Or do you think you have to handle business and destroy that darkness? And you destroy it with, with, with further darkness. Uh, but you go back to light afterwards. And that is one of the biggest flaws in their way of thinking uh in that way it is that way of thinking is the whole way of thinking of peaceful protest and things of that nature like but when you're dealing with evil you got to just destroy the evil it's like you're dealing with the taliban and different people that will cut your head off in a heartbeat are you gonna let that guy cut your head off or are you gonna cut his head off and go back to living life and not trying to kill innocent people you see, there's certain rules that we got to just recognize and have in place. Uh, and there's people that don't live by those rules with that. And we live in very scary times and with a lot of things going on. And the people that are in positions of leaders are not true leaders. You know, 
right now, you know, with the stuff with Biden, that guy, he's a coward. He is a coward. You should be speaking daily to the people, daily, daily to the people. He can't, he can't speak daily because he can't speak. Never could and never could, ever. Never could and never will further for the rest of his life. And it's, it's these people, man, there's so much corruption at every level on this. So, but that's why they distract us. Like I've said, though, from the very beginning, mask people hating non-mask people, non-mask people hating mask people, vaccinated people hating anti-vaccinated people. It's not the problem. The problem is we never should have had lockdowns to begin with. Money is oxygen. You do not cut it off at any cost. It does not matter if the death rate was 75%. Our entire way of being is built around this system and money is oxygen. And when we cut that off of people, we start creating massive problems. And that is what we did last year and what they're continuing to do all around the world. And that's why people have finally like, because the people that have lost everything, nobody has their back. And it's something that has a 99 plus percent survival rate. Should we punish the 99% of people? Or maybe, maybe that 1% of people that is susceptible to that, maybe should we just have them stay in and protect them? What's more feasible? That's common sense. That's all that that is. So it's not people versus people. That's, I can't stress that enough, though. And I think if we have things definitely get worse, people are going to be smart enough to go after media and the politicians. Because I promise you that when we run through them and they see that when they try to stop it and they can't, they're going to they're going to comply and they're going to they're going to back down because they 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 are politicizing this and trying to take their power to a whole new level that it does not need to go to. Russell Brand has some really good stuff on his social media as well on the whole topic. Do I have a favorite WWE theme song besides mine? Of course. <laughs> man, there's so many good ones. The uh, I man Stone Cold's theme was was awesome. The uh, you know the original, the, not the not the Motorhead one with the game was 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 fantastic. But his theme song, My Time, with the do 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 the little little like that that one. That was that was my uh, definitely a, a top one for for some time. I thought Batista's theme was always badass. There's just certain guys that just their music man hits, and you just get you just get jacked up. That's why, like, I'm not feeling Roman Reigns' theme song now. I feel like it's like a really really poor rendition of The Rock that they try to do, and like I I I just don't feel it. And maybe if he feels it, that's all that matters. But I heard it, and I go, oh, I don't really feel that. Jericho's old one as well. I agree. Jericho, his WWE theme, badass as well. Ken Shamrock, another one. No joke. I used to love Ken Th uh, Shamrock's theme. Will get you fired up. Kurt Angle, another good one. I'm not gonna like it. Kurt Angle when they did the rock rendition of the Kurt Angle theme. I like that one the best.
Randy Orton has had multiple themes. Yeah, I agree you on Randy's theme before even uh, his current one. Brawl for all theme. That was another really good one. Uh, the test theme. I used to love the test theme. The test, test, this is a test. I thought that one was badass as well. No, I don't do any video game stuff. Did I see myself eating potato chips and becoming a meme? Yeah, I planned that out. I didn't know that one was going to become a meme, but I, I, I mean, I planned that video out for the ASMR. I did a string of ASMR videos and I did a string of a lot of videos to reach a different audience for a time to continue to grow the channel. I'll Umar with the question of the day again. Hold on. Who would win? A big snake-sized Vince McMahon versus a tiger-sized Goldberg. <laughs> the uh, Vince is too clumsy. I'm going with the tiger-sized Goldberg on that one. Undertake, Undertaker, when he had the rolling theme, was uh, badass. WCW Hogan theme. I agree with you. WCW Hogan theme was fantastic. I got that on my phone. That was uh, me and Ziggler used to do the guitar deal. That was our little rib. Like we were going to, we had the weight belts and we had a whole storyline planned where I was going to turn on him or he was going to turn on me and whip each other with our the big guy because I got him a little guy weight belt because we tagged for a short period of time. Alex Riley theme, another great theme. Alex Riley was very over. Alex Riley, even after his push stopped on live events, was really over. Say it to my face. Edge's theme was also great as well. I agree. Skip Sheffield's theme is so good. <laughs> uh, comment of the day. What else do we got going on? See what other questions. RVD theme, right with you on that RVD's theme is badass. Man, there's so many, so many good ones. I thought the Chris Benoit uh, one by, was it Your Lady Peace? It was the, the on the I don't know if it was it was at the ruthless aggression uh, WWE CD one, but not his original WWE theme, but the the remake of it was was badass that he used. Excuse me, Our Lady Peace. Thank you. Yeah, whatever. Great song. Yeah, the whatever. That was that was a really, really good one. What other? We have any other good questions today before we wrap up today's show? I did see Brock return, yes. The rap is crap theme. That was good. 
Uh, Gabriella, hey, Ryback, I took your advice from the other day and made me a nice cold cup of uh, matcha green tea. Good stuff. Thank you. You're very welcome. I highly recommend people that are looking to boost their metabolism to adding matcha green tea into your diet. Uh, and research has shown it can increase your metabolism by 10 to 15%. And adding one or two tea bags of that stuff a day uh, can greatly, greatly help you. Um, and it's just a great way to mix it up and not, you know, drink sugar or anything, sodas or anything of that nature. Uh, it's a very, very healthy uh, thing to add to your diet. And you could sweeten it with some stevia uh, or monk fruit. And they have the extract and stuff on that that you could put in uh, and give it a little flavor if you so uh, want, wish. Uh, I listen to a little bit of Rogan, not a lot anymore. Uh, but if, if it's a certain person I want to listen to that I, that I see pop up, uh, I, I definitely will, will listen. I was always, I was in shape when I started training. I had a peak in my bicep and I had a hole in my, my forearm from having a forearm muscle before I ever touched a weight as a kid. All my friends, I was used to like flat, like it was just always like flex your arm, flex your arm. And like, they'd always... They, they were more fascinated with it, I think, than even me. And like, and then as I got older, I realized like I have, I do have good genetics on that for building muscle. And I've had to work really hard, but there's definitely, I mean, I had a big peak in my bicep as a kid without ever touching a weight. So I think that's just something that I've been blessed with on that front. Roger says, and this is a good point. You're not accounting. Um, hold on. What was I want to pull that up? Uh, you're not accounting for the fact that we had tenfold more COVID deaths than the flu, even under a lockdown. Um, and again, you know, unfortunately, and I don't have the exact numbers on that, but let's say that that's 100% true, is money is oxygen. You cannot shut down. It never should be an option regardless. The majority, almost all of the people that have, have passed from COVID had underlying health conditions. And, and again, obesity, diabetes are two of the leading factors of, of people dying. And I think we are not empowered people from the very beginning. Regardless of the vaccines, we should have been promoting vitamin D, zinc, magnesium, working out, people losing weight. That, that stuff should be broadcasted daily to empower people less fast food instead of shutting things down and making that the only thing available instead of shutting down gyms where the majority of people are not going to train at home. They're just not going to do it. They're not going to have the motivation. They're depressed. Drinking went up. Drinking weakens your immune system. This is why they have done some fundamental things that you do not do. Instead, it's empower people. You keep everything open and give people the choice if you want to go out or not. Remember all the extra hospital beds and everything they made room for on all that they never even used. That is the route we go if more people are getting sick. But everyone that wants the vaccine has gotten it for the most part. And if so their symptoms are not as bad. The people that don't want it, there's a lot of people that don't need it. There's a lot that don't need it. And that is something they're not stating. And they're not giving you all the facts. They're not being transparent. They are not putting on the news every night how many people have died from the COVID vaccines. Why are they not doing that? That is information that people should accurately be able to have to make decisions on. Because if you go, and I'm going to tell you this, if I go and get the vaccine and I die, who takes care of my family? 
for someone that does not need to take the chance. People need to be empowered. Money is oxygen, rule number one, but regardless of anything. The system we live in, money is oxygen. We do not take that away. We do not infringe on that even, I don't care if it's a 90% death rate. You cannot live in fear. You cannot live in lockdown. It, we cannot do it. We've empowered them too much. People can, if they choose to want to restrict being around people, great. But we cannot do that because we have caused so many more problems going that route than you ever, ever will realize. And it's already, just look around what's going on. The majority of people are surviving. And I, we cannot control the choices that people have made that got us to this point. And it's un, it's unfortunate. And I sympathize with the people, but death is a part of life. And we have now just, we have hoard out one form of death. And we, we should have a tracker on all forms of death every night on the news. So people can put in perspective, oh, 1,500 people died in car crashes today. Oh, you know, 7,000 people died from the flu today. Oh, that many people died from colds today. Oh, that many people died from drowning. That many people died from this, from that. We have not done that. So they've been able to condition people like death is some sort of, we got to avoid death. Death is a part of life. And when it is our time, it is our time. And that is a rule we will never be able to escape. And we have now created a fear around that that should never have happened to begin with. And like I said, it's unfortunate, but we have not empowered people. And there's people like me that don't have to worry that have gone out and lived and have a strong immune system and take immune system boosters and have a diverse diet. Vegan diet has been shown to greatly reduce your chances of even getting COVID. Why are we not doing more studies on this and putting this information out and helping empower people? Instead, we're threatening more lockdowns and promoting people through alcohol, drugs, and fast food to go get jabbed. Cool. If you want to promote the vaccines, promote everything, regardless, because regardless, everything helps. Lockdown should never have been a thing. It never should. Trying to see if we got any uh, other questions. And I will say this too, what we're dealing with with people, there's a lot of people that have gotten the vaccine that are very insecure over their decision to get it. And so they want everyone else to get it in case something does happen to them. They feel better knowing everyone got it. That is a psychological effect that is very, very real that is going on up for a portion of the hate. But again, I can't stress, it's not people versus people. If the lockdowns and none of this stuff ever was put in place I'm going to give you guys the facts on this. Fauci, they created the mask debate themselves to start this whole ruffling of the feathers. Fauci came right out and said, masks don't work. And then weeks later came back and go, no, no, you got a mask. They did that on purpose to instantly start people in on each other while all the BS begins. So and it doesn't take a rocket science scientist to look at this and see why would they do that? This guy that's so experienced, that has 50 years of experience or whatever it is, why would he come out and say that and then realize he was wrong and then say there's a reason behind all of it? So we just lockdown shouldn't be a thing. We all need to go about our life focusing on ourselves. If you want to wear a mask and protect yourself, wear a mask and protect yourself. If you want to go out in public, go out in public. But we don't need lockdowns. Money is oxygen. We need to be functioning and, and back in real life 100%. Because this thing... You know, sicknesses, viruses, they're just going to keep changing the goalposts and the rules. 
and there's too many people suffering. And the, and the again, suicides are up all time highs. Why are those numbers not being broadcast every day on the news? Because it doesn't fit the narrative of what we need for what's going on. So you got to educate yourself, be smart, but understand it's not people versus people. We can all have our opinions on what we think. And that's why I'm pro-choice. If you want the vaccine, I believe you should go get it if you feel that is your best option. And you got you to gotta, you gotta support other people's choices, just as they did for the majority of people dying that they chose to put in their bodies what they did to get them to that condition to begin with. It's only fair. Government, media, those are the enemies. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. All right, guys. With that, we're going to wrap up tonight's show. I got to get a little bit more work done, more scar tissue breakup. Got to hop in the shower and take the dogs for a walk as well. But guys, this podcast, Feed Me More Nutrition, feedmemore.com. You can get the best supplements on the planet and save 20% with discount code RYBACKSHOW20, RYBACKSHOW20 on feedmemore.com to show your love and support for the big guy, Ryback. Thank you for always listening. For your love and support, please turn notifications on on uh, YouTube on Ryback TV. We're about to hit 355,000, about to hit 1.5 million on TikTok, and right around the corner for 1.7 million on, on Instagram as well. Thank you, guys. Have a great evening. Hopefully, we'll see you tomorrow. Stay hungry. Feed me more.